Hello, Big Daddy. From the latest in real estate to the hottest in pop culture, this is the Big Daddy Radio Show. Now, along with his panel of experts, here's your host, one of San Diego's finest real estate agents, Big Daddy Brian Garrity. Yes, so that is the case, however I am. (laughs) Welcome, 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 Big Daddy Radio, back in the new year, 2016. Happy New Year, everybody, our wonderful listeners. We hope that from the bottom of our hearts, your New Year's was safe, you enjoyed whatever you did, and you rang in the year in just a way that is going to bring you much love, much prosperity, and a lot of joy. And gratitude, you know, gratitude for not only another year, but just every day when you wake up. And I know that sounds so, oh boy, what are we on? It's a metaphysical hour here, but it isn't, it isn't. But I did see a guy that was speaking who had been through several different things, and he said that he'd simplified his life by every day that he woke up, he considered that to be a blessing. And, you know, when you stop and think about it, I guess he had lost, like, three different people overnight, basically, unplanned, and when I say unplanned, not knowing. So it was pretty heavy. But anyway, so for all of you out there, we wish you nothing but lots of love, lots of health, lots of, you know, wealth, all those good things for everybody, and we really mean that. So our today's a, a bittersweet day for us with the panel because Amanda Silber from Movement Mortgage, she will no longer be permanent panelist. She obviously will always have the door open and be welcome because I love her to pieces and I'll start crying. <laughs> so I don't want to cry on the radio today. So, but we have. It's been such a pleasure you being here every week, and I know you made some big concessions to be able to do that so thank you thank you for having me are you kidding that means the world to me that you've done it. i love you being on the show i love to dote on you the best thing is i love the fact that um we become such great friends and your husband's amazing and that baby's going to be amazing and mm-hmm. we have first dibs on the gunko so everyone else up aside <laughs> <laughs> or else i'm not having it but i'm going to spoil that little thing so anyways uh be sure to go to BrianGarity.com oh Brian, if you want to buy or sell your house and get some <laughs> info. That'd be great. But um, for the radio, to contact any of our panelists, you go to BigDaddyRadio.com. You can leave comments and you can leave uh, questions. And if you want to be referred to a panelist, you have to tell us which one it is. So... Um, Josie Alvarez, who listens every week, if you're out there, we have your email, but I, I couldn't, I'm not, I wasn't sure wh- who it's targeted for. So if you wouldn't mind emailing me back, and um, that would be great. You can also go to Facebook, which we would love you to do, and Michael Ellis Baena, welcome Michael again. Thank you. Our lovely director of all things social media, and has done an amazing job with it. Um, very thankful for that. Um, so be sure to go and like us on Facebook. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's Big Daddy's Radar. 
the radar. The 2016 radar is in full effect, boys and girls, gentlemen. Interesting, too. I want to talk about the boys and girls comment. That actually wasn't on my radio until I just said, on my radar until I just said that. <laughs> Add boys and girls to my radar for a reason. Um, I also want to talk about uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, people tend to make such a big deal about it, and it's always so great the first couple of days or weeks, and then things tend to go kapooey. So we'll talk about things that, uh, you know, people basically kind of make a New Year's resolution, what we think of that, and that kind of stuff. Um, also, Twitter is talking about expanding their character count from 140 to 10,000 words. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. So, I mean, yeah, I, that's something, I know, for you, I was uh, thinking that's funny that you said that. You're like, Brian's thought, what's the span. question? I can't do it. No. I mean, it's like 10,000 characters, and I saw... Um, an English type professor wrote back giving like, well, proper syntax and grammar to compose a sentence actually is 140 characters. And I'm like, I think he just made that up, sir, but that's okay. I, I've never heard that in all my years of education, but I, hey, I'm always the first to admit if I'm wrong. Have you guys ever heard that before? No. Okay, no. I, I didn't know this sentence needed 140 characters, and I thought it was in jest. I seriously did. I thought the guy was making a funny or uh -huh. poking funny at it, and he was very seriously defending it. Did you see it on no. Twitter? Fine. It's ridiculous. People were saying, you're an idiot. Hopefully you're not teaching my kid. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Like, they went to the ladies, and, I, you know, and then he wanted to fight back with her. So let's start with the Twitter, um, yeah. the Twitter comment and... Um, we're going to have to hold our mind. I'm so, so excited for Amanda. You having your baby. It's going to be exciting. We're gonna, you're going to be really missed here, though. Thank you. I know. I'm only like two weeks and six days away from my due date. I know. I'm going to be bugging you. <laughs> I think I'm going to be bugging. I'm going to be like, did it come yet? Did it come yet? No. Because right. I want to make sure. So Ricky has to text me for sure at the hospital when it happens. I will try. I know. No, I will good. definitely try. Have like there's, things. I'll be bugging you so much. You won't have to worry about it. probably post it on Facebook. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll there's keep a, a lookout. There's like a list of people I told him to text, but he's like, I'm not going to text anybody. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. It's just like well, in the moment, gonna he's going to be in no, sheer panic mode. So. And no, he's going to be so in love, too. <laughs> I mean, how can you not just love yeah. that beautiful thing you've created? So, no, I didn't mean that moment. But no, just okay. like, I want to keep track and make sure like. You will definitely be in the loop. <laughs> okay, so, because um, Gunkles are excited. We were talking about it last night. I found something really cool. Um, the So, going, you know, Amanda's been such a great addition to the show. It's going to be definitely a noticeable um, loss, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, baby comes first and other things come first, and we understand that. So, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Thank you for everything. Mm -hmm. And this is just the beginning of such a wonderful friendship. I love it. I yeah, really do. For sure. I would never just say that to somebody. Um, what do you think about the Twitter thing, Mikey? Well, I think it's interesting. They have a couple of different opinions about it, but uh, I think that they are. It's when I first read it, I was outraged because that was what Twitter is all about—140 right. characters—and that's what makes it so. The what it is, right? People use it because of the brevity of it, because of of the quick news flashes that you can get of it, a really quick way to share information. But then I realized when I actually read the story, what they're trying, what they're going to do is actually have you still have the 140 characters. 
so you don't so it doesn't clog up your your Dude. feed and then if you want to read more you can click and it will expand it is it kind of no. like when you put like a bit link in it or something? I mean, for being stupid. No, not Explain the difference, quite. how that works. You'll have an ellipses, right? Probably. Yeah, it'll say, like, well, same thing. Facebook does the same thing if there's a really long, mm-hmm. and Brian, we know how long you like yeah, to write right. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All people, <laughs> you always have that yeah, right. where it says, it's it called says read fa- more. Right, where yeah. it says like Facebook but right. <laughs> yes, I took the but part too literally. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there'll be a section that says re- a little button that says read more, like you said in ellipses, and then it'll drop down the whole menu. It's similar to what Facebook does. The mm-hmm. reason that they're doing that is because they were noticing people on Twitter were taking pictures of text to get points across. There was a couple of the examples, like Nicki Minaj and some other. When they were doing those feuds, they were actually posting huge. Uh, they were typing something out and then screenshotting and then posting that oh. to like do a huge oh, argument. Crazy. So rather than so Twitter was thinking we've seen a lot of people do that. It's easier and actually better if we can make that actual text so it's searchable and shareable in a better way to if you want to add more text. And I guess I've so. seen a lot of people share like links and and stuff to other other social media sites as right. well that have the full post yes. that they want to get across. Yeah, you see that so a lot. That's true. A lot yeah. of the images that they people just will post that. So yeah. I'm actually cool with that I mean like the the clogging I actually I don't even use Twitter so I really shouldn't have an opinion on this at all but of course you know clogging you up the feed would have been annoying because like I, you know, yeah. every once in a great full moon I will go on Twitter and I will it just like, <laughs> scroll through there actually I've I've hit up like uh chefs on there like when I go to travel to cities like uh, I was in Vegas one time and I hit up Tom Cleeky and I was like hey what's uh, what's a good restaurant you recommend you know in Vegas that isn't one of yours because I've been to all of yours yeah. and he actually responded and gave me like three recommendations so that was really cool yeah. Yeah. that was cool but uh, but yeah I would just like kind of quickly like browse through them or whatever and but yeah if I could have like just a quick synopsis and then be able to expand because then to me it's kind of like Reddit where yeah. you know on Reddit you go on there and you, oh, you read right, the title right. and then you can expand and read the story and exactly. I agree it's so annoying when like I read some kind of pop culture article and they're like oh this Twitter feud and something and then it's like 20 billion individual 140 character twi- tweets and then right. tweets sorry or something else so yeah that's fine tweet the other yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways I, I don't the thing with Twitter that I when I try because Mikey helps me um, I get, I get confused with um, sometimes you know how like there's the feed going and I'm starting to be like wait what what conversation is this oh, I know right. it's a viewful conversation uh-huh. and I jump back out and I'm like man this is too many jumping in and jumping out of conversations I don't want to do that so I don't know I mean what what do you think the the competitors reason in their term their competitors why do you think they're doing that why do you think they're expanding it just on a very personal opinion I think because it makes Twitter more versatile basically yeah. that's what I see it it's, it's allowing you to do more with it because social media is becoming more and more integrated in our lives we've talked about this a million times and it's right. another another way for it to uh, do something different and, and to evolve with how we're using social media as, as we a population so. probably we'll talk about it another million times yeah. I'm sure we will because that's um, you know, <laughs> you know how much I like it <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> you know what I always find myself and I'm not a Twitter guy I'm always like eh! I'm always like hitting the delete button and I'm always in the red number and I'm 
time. Like, I cannot condense this to 140 <laughs> well, characters. Maybe, maybe you'll be a Twitter person now that you I can mean, write 10,000 wow, characters. I might get all excited. I don't know. Jeez. Brevity was not my strong suit. However, <laughs> I try. Been. No, it hasn't. Definitely not. Throw, I need to throw down a four-hour phone call. Your head would spin. <laughs> so the, I think it's interesting. I think there'll be a lot of people that like it. And yeah. I'm sure people that, you know, are totally Twitter, you know, just want to be an idiot to be an idiot. Well, the well, diehard fans are up in arms. I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, reading yeah, a lot just of just for no reason. People That's are upset. Like, yeah, the people yeah. are take, it's taking away from the brevity. I saw that actual yeah. tweet. That was pretty funny. Yeah. So, okay, so look for that. That's happening. I just thought, you know, there's got to be something. We have, um, with this week being New Year's, did everybody have a good New Year's Eve? And Drew Analysis is with us with Garrity Group today. How are you doing, Drew? Sorry. I'm, I'm good. No, it's fine. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Whereas, I, I, what's going on? How was your New Year's? My New Year's was fantastic. It good. was fun. I went, uh, my partner and I went and spent New Year's with his family, which was surprisingly simple, but really fun. Like, we didn't. We didn't even go out on New Year's. We no, I've, in. I've realized that staying in on New Year's, I mean, I didn't have really much of a choice this yeah. year, but <laughs> <laughs> staying in, we did that last year. We only had like maybe six people at our house, maybe seven, and it was awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. staying in and having it's a few people fun. is way more fun. It yeah. is, totally. Hi, what about you? We were at a party. Yeah, we were at a party at one of our friends' house, which is nice, about 25 people or so. And it's, then, Yeah, it's a good number. It was good. It was a really good time. I just avoid downtown like the plague during oh, the Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Seriously. It's such a nightmare. And it's so funny because, well, before my husband was a was in the industry, like he, he worked at a bar. He was a bar manager. Which one again? Uh, the Red Sea Lounge downtown. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I remember that place. Yeah. It's like the diviest <laughs> bar in downtown, yeah. but they got cheap drinks and really good music if it's not a song in there but anyway <laughs> I digress. digress but that's fine <laughs> I like it um, but I would you know he would always have to work New Year's Eve and so I'd always want to come down and I think I went downtown like it's been a long time since we've done that but I would go down I think it went three years in a row and every year I'd be like I'm never doing this again and then I had a friend come down and then we'd go and then every year it's the same damn thing I get stranded downtown with no way home and mm-hmm. it's like oh that's the worst it's just a nightmare <coughs> so you can't there's like no cabs available and everyone's rude and I don't know someone spilled some kind of like bike oil on my white dress one year and I was like I'm never doing this again why did I do oh this oh my god yeah but now with Uber and everything it makes it a little easier that's right? what I was gonna I don't, say I think no think so. there was still Uber around at that time oh, and when really? it wasn't as prevalent because I mean this was like I don't know probably like four years ago three years ago there was still Uber then but it was still insane I guess for any driver to get in and out of that yeah or then you just look and you're like is anyone available I don't know Uber definitely has expanded a lot though so you're right but But, uh, (sighs) yeah thank God I mean getting a tab Tab, cab. Pre- previously, it was just a nightmare, especially on New Year's Eve seriously. when there's only like yellow cab or orange cab, the ones they had. You seriously well, get uh, stranded. Like, you're like, how the hell am I, I supposed mean, to like, get home? Yeah. home? yeah, it's like, I'm doing the responsible thing. I just need a ride. Hello. <laughs> I had to call a friend one year and like wake her up at two in the morning and like have, actually, it was like three in the morning. I'm like, Happy New Year. Linda, please, I'm so sorry, but no one will come pick me up. Can you please come pick up me and my friends? And by that time, you're so over it. You're like, this is the worst night right. ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At least that's the I would probably just walk up Bankers Hill and then catch a cab. I tried that. It's it's rough. And, you know, if you're going to drink, which is great, just make sure you, like we're talking about, being responsible about Mm -hmm. it. I know um, when we took an Uber home on New Year's Eve, the guy was a little 
forthright and saying, no one better throw up in this car. It was like, <laughs> I guess he heard me saying to Wes when I was getting in, I don't think I'm feeling good. And he was like, uh, quiet. And I was like, no, I mean, I want to be able to stop if I have to stop. I don't know what it was. but Well, did you know that if you throw up in a... 300 or some crazy fee in it. Well, that, if to, but if you, the problem is, is if you throw up in a cab driver's car, they can't, they pretty much have to decommission the car for the rest of the day. Oh, so yeah, they lose yeah, a yeah. ton of money because it has to be like sterilized right. because it's bottled right, fluids right, and things right. like that. So and then That's you get interesting. Fined. Yeah. What about with an Uber? Is it the same? I don't think so. Probably not. No, because yeah. it's not as regulated. Right. Right. regulated. But I think they have some like fee, like a detailing oh, yeah. fee or something, for, think, which make would make sense. Yeah, I as mean, they should. I want my car detail yeah. just because you're negligent with your drinking. But that you should puke in my car. I don't think that fee for the <laughs> cab drivers goes. I don't think any of that really goes to the cab driver. You mm. know what I mean? And right. so then oh, yeah. they're decommissioned for the rest of the day, and they're losing all that money. The company. Yeah. I would be. Wouldn't you just? I would feel like I can live with myself. I feel so bad for those people working their butts out there mm-hmm. to support their family, losing one of the best nights of the year because yeah. some ding-dong decided to puke in your cap. Yeah. And not to be gross, they're talking about puking, but, <laughs> but on the same hand, like I, I've i never understood somebody that said, like, everybody has it once, don't get me wrong, but people that consistently say, like, I didn't know I was going to throw up, but it's right? like... Really? I mean, <laughs> right. you, I've known you for 20 years, and you've done this about 70 times, and you're telling me by now you don't know what that feeling is when it's coming? <laughs> I mean, you don't have the copper penny? Do you, I always call it copper penny. You get that weird metallic like titty oh, from it. Oh, uh, something's not hitting me right. right. My mouth I, starts to water before it happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I scoot out of the room. I don't, like, decide to use somebody's car as a receptacle, well, yeah, right. for it's God's sake. It's not like sake. you're two years old anymore. That You can't really control when you're that age. But right. you kinda, as an adult, you can kind of guess when it's coming. Uh, I <laughs> never, I've never puked in a car, so I will say that. But, like, knock on wood, <laughs> whatever. And being pregnant is all different, but I've always managed to make it to the bathroom. However... There was one year, I don't know if it was New Year's Eve. I think it was New Year's Eve. It Probably. was New Year's Eve. That's why it's another reason why this sucked so bad. It was wearing that white dress when someone spilled bike oil on me. Oh, I was at Ricky's Bar and I'd just taken a shot of tequila. And you know how sometimes you just take a shot, it just doesn't sit well yes. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. You know, well, yeah. You're not yeah. drunk. This, it's past, just, this past New Year's Eve, we really found out well. It just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't sit well. You're not even drunk. Like I was literally dead sober. I think it was like, I mean, it was probably the second shot I'd taken for the evening. And I was like, oh, it's not sitting well. And someone was talking to me, and I was like trying to play it off like I was going to be fine, you know? (laughs) And I was like, oh, crap. And like, I didn't have any time. Like, I went to go like turn around to like go to the bathroom. And by the way, there's a line, right? Of course. I threw up all over the bar. I was so embarrassed, obviously. But like, I was trying to be like super incognito about it. So I, I knew that there was like a trash can like on the other side of the bar, like just in front of me. And I just like pushed it all off. Oh, I love it. There you go. One of the best stories on her last day before she becomes <laughs> before she becomes a guest. You will you will be coming back in a few months out once things settle down as a guest for us. You're always Absolutely. part of our family, but mm-hmm. we're gonna miss you as a regular. Yeah. Um, we gotta take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome to twenty sixteen. It's starting off to be a fabulous year with all this rain joke. However, <laughs> um, I know we need it, etc. But we'll be right back, folks. You're on Big Daddy Radio, ESPN seventeen hundred.
All right. We're back on ESPN 1700, Big Daddy Radio. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, my God, my voice sounds like I'm gargling. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm one of my leftover fun things from surgery. So, um, 2016, we're in it. We're here. It looks like El Nino. They got it right this year. They, they predicted it. Because they predicted it over the last five or six years multiple times, and it's been wrong every time. But I thought I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you confirmed that for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at they, this point, is it really predicting it when they just say it every single year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, you got, really. I mean, like, it's got to happen one of these years. Let's just keep saying it. The last time I remember El Nino was in the 90s, and it rained here literally, I think, for seven weeks. Literally six or seven weeks straight. It was a mess. Potholes were everywhere. Everything was flooding. It was. It wasn't fun. Supposedly, it's going to be like that this yeah. this year as well. Wes got home last night. Oh my god! And we live at the end of a cul-de-sac. Well, as you know, yeah, everybody knows. But yeah. the way the drainage is, when Wes pulled in, he said water was all the way up to half of the driveway. Oh and no! And the neighbors, it had actually gotten up into the top of their garage. I was oh like, no! Oh my god! Get the boxes off the floor. Yeah. yeah. He was like, did he it. sandbags. Yeah. And you know what? Then he called to get sandbags. He didn't know who to call, actually. I'm like, I, the fire department? I don't know. Whoever has it, we can go pick them up. He's like, yeah, I'll get it. So whoever he talked to, they said, uh, they looked at the address, and they said, yeah, there's been incident reports from that happening before. You did need to do something with Sandbags. What do they do with it though? I don't get it. You just block like off. Barrier. Yeah, you just block off like the bottom of your garage so it can't get into the garage. But you don't leave them out all year. I know this is so no, stupid. I ju- don't really know what you use it for. You That's only really dumb. you only set it up for like right now. Like we so knew the rain. Happening. We knew the rain was coming yesterday, so you would have set it up the day before. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I didn't understand if it's going to be something aesthetically not pleasing for the house. Although we would like to have the items in our garage not floating down the road, down the street. It's literally just a bag of sand literally. that you pile so at we'll the bottom. Have to, yeah, that's what we're going to have to do, especially if we're having this kind of a winter because yeah. the previous. Uh, owner, they there was they never had any issues, but they didn't live in it during the um, El Nino year. Mm. So, um, talking about New Year's resolutions, I, I didn't make any. I just figure like every time I do, by the second day, I screw it up. And everybody has their favorite ones. Like I'm losing weight, I'm getting in better shape, and all well intended, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. What are your feelings about New Year's resolutions, Amanda? I'm curious. Um, I think that they should be kept internal, and then ah, I like that. You know, the second like you tell someone you're going to do something, you don't, and then I if love you just that. keep it to yourself and know that you've accomplished it, then it's you know you've accomplished wait, it. What is it, Murphy's Law? Yeah. <laughs> but wait, that was really good perspective, yeah. though. I like the keeping it internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of broadcasting it. Actually, I saw a meme about it on Facebook that said it really well, but I can't oh, remember. No, what it yeah, was perfect. I mean, that was really good mm-hmm. insight. Actually, I didn't. It's true. I mean, the moment you start putting it on like full blast to everybody, it's almost like a setup. Or like you tell people like I'm not going to do this, and then you decide you want to do something. And they're like, "Well, I thought you said." And it's like, right. change my mind. Right. <laughs> but still, <laughs> then then everybody knows that you know you had to. I think it should be something kept internal. Whatever it is, it could be on a multitude. It could be something as easy as I want to drop ten pounds. I mean, or whatever. I want to gain whoever you are, whatever your situation is. But maybe some people want to. 
improve their relationship. Who knows what their New Year's resolutions are, but that's a really good point. They really should be kept internal. I bet you would have, if you polled people at the end of the year, those who kept it internal versus those who voiced it to other people, I'd love to see the success rate on the people that kept it internal. I bet it would be higher. I don't think I've ever had a New Year's resolution that I've been like, I'm going to do this, and then I did it. Like, I I I, just don't ever set that expectation. I I just stopped. To be 100% honest, I've Yes, maybe when I was, I just got to the point where if there's something I want to do, I'm not going to worry about it being January 1st or February 1st or December 25th. Generally speaking, New Year's resolution is just another goal, basically, I think. Well, it is, It's but it's a nice way to, it, I have a little different opinion. I think some people, maybe it's good that they shouldn't broadcast it because of them have the high likelihood that they're going to fail. Right, right. But I, sometimes that's more of a motivating factor if you're bl- you're having people keep you in check. You know, like for example, I did one uh, in 2013. My news resolution was to run a full marathon, and I I did that. Plus, I did three other half marathons that year. So there's, uh, but I and I with my friends, we kept each other in check. We trained together, and we had that resolution together. But I guess starting if January first. But that's is that the same. I was going to say, but if you're going to do that, then you need to have someone who shares the same motivation. Yeah, the motivation. Sure. They can yeah, keep yeah, you yeah. accountable because otherwise they're not going to care. It doesn't mean much to them. Right. You know but no, I, mean? I see a lot of people that blast it on Facebook and they yeah. want to do that. And maybe that's their way of fe- feeling people, their themselves. friends are going to hold themselves accountable. That's I don't know. Fine. It could yeah, work, but fine. it doesn't work for everybody. Like you said, Amanda, maybe a lot of people need to keep that to themselves. <laughs> or, yeah, or, you know what I always feel bad too? Or if somebody is like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds and then the person's broadcast it to everybody and then <clears throat> halfway through the year they've not done it or maybe gained some weight. It's like, right. I would feel horrible. I would certainly not be like, hey, sis. I thought, not my sister. I'm just saying sis in general. I thought <laughs> you said you were losing 25 pounds. I wouldn't say that to somebody anyways. That's oh, no. so just encroaching on the person's just life and emotions. But I guess there's certain things, yeah, where that internally they should probably be kept or you have one or two people that are super close to you, that are your besties, that um, we have one. But I'm just saying that you have somebody that you can drop the outlet to, like your spouse or whoever it is. Right. I don't know. It's just interesting. Well, from, they say most New Year's resolutions fail. Like 90-something percent of people fail well, and New for, Year's resolutions. And for me, I, it's interesting to why. Like, why Why is that? Well, that's the part that, why do you think? That's why I was bringing it up. Because yeah. no one know. cares. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, I just think it's like, so is it? I think, Michael, because you're you saying you set this expectation for yourself and you actually accomplished it. I think you might be the first friend that I've ever known. I think you're to have accomplished that. And that says really? a no. lot about wow. you. No, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm not making this up. No, I mean, I everyone, I, most people I've known, they usually blow it, usually the first day, um, <laughs> especially the ones who say they're not going to drink and then it's New Year's Day and there they go. Right. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It talked in the Huntington po- Huffington Post about um, choosing a positive way to frame the habit if you're going to do a resolution. Mm-hmm. So instead of making it negative, I just read that. Our brains are funny this way. Ask a child to stop jumping on the bed, and you'll probably have to say it several times before he or she stops. Ask the same child to sit down, and you may get the outcome you're looking for 
for faster. It's easier for us to integrate an idea like, I want to be fully present at mealtime or during meals, instead of, I want to stop multitasking while I eat. So instead of saying stop or don't, you just introduce another action. Yeah, shifting your focus as to the behavior you want is a small but significant difference. Exactly. I mean, it's really almost coming down to semantics. What's good parenting advice? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like that. When I saw that, I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. It's funny because I was talking to my friend on the way home last night in the car, and she, she was a psych major in college, and she works with students and stuff like that, and. She was like, it was really funny because I was like hanging out with my friend's kid the other day and um, she went and grabbed me. She grabbed something and like was able to get up on the chair by herself. And it's like, oh, good job. And I was like, well, we don't encourage we don't encourage her to say good job. We don't we don't tell her good job. We just expect her to do things right. And it was like it was like a it was just like one of those weird parenting New things. things. I don't like. You know oh. what I mean. I'm like, well, you don't tell your kid good job. Like, how do they know when they're encouraged to do something? Or right. I don't know. It was just funny because we were. But when you could literally sit there and pick apart so many things with like how you talk to your kid and things like that. And I understood oh God, crazy. when she explained it to me, like it made sense as to why her she did that. But I thought it was a little extreme. There was something. I can't remember what else she had talked about, but like little things like that. And of course, she's like, you know, talk to them like they're an adult. Of course, I'm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But that what you just read, I'm I'm on board with. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, <clears throat> and that made sense. The, and I love your friend. I don't know her, but so no disrespect. <laughs> but for me, if I was parenting, I would think like kind of the positive affirmation sort of like you hey, good work or good job or whatever. But is she talking about them behaving properly and not just saying good job because that's how they should be acting? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It was, this wasn't my friend, it's by very, the way. This was oh, her friend. Her friend. So she was saying, she was kind of laughing about it too, but she was saying, because we were talking about psychology of raising kids and stuff. But yes, just like what you said, she was saying, we don't, the friend of a friend was saying, we don't like to encourage you saying good job when it's something that should just be expected of the kid because then they expect a reward for being normal. Uh, <laughs> a reward. And I was like, you oh, know how okay. Little kids like rewards. <laughs> they do. So do adults. I, I was going well, to say the adult version of rewards may be a little different. Right. But yeah, I that's mean, true. Who doesn't like to be told, that was great, you're amazing? And I want it to be authentic versus, you know, some gratuitous speak for no reason. Yeah. But um, that's why I try to, if I don't ever put in, I don't put in writing to somebody um, if what I'm not feeling. If I didn't love somebody or have a lot of respect or gratitude or them in my life, I wouldn't send that to them. I wouldn't. But I do believe in telling people that you are closest to, especially friends and stuff, how important they are to you. Maybe to an overextent. Wes is like, they know. And I'm like, well, it's important for me that they know. That's maybe my thing. But I like to verbalize my feelings that way. I I really do. So the... And I love this friend of the friend with her parenting advice. That could be like a whole topic. There's a very interesting way of parenting, I think. It really, I would have a hard time not being all over my kid and telling him how great they did and how awesome. I'd be I would there. never remember any of that. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I mean, that's what she was saying. She's like, I feel like I need to take notes, you know? Like, <laughs> there, was, there, there was a couple other like nuances that she had. And um, 
I agreed more with the other ones. And it, like I said, it makes sense, but I'm like, I'll never remember to do that with my kid. You know, if they do something that I like, I'm gonna be like, good job. <laughs> it's the easiest right. thing. It's the easiest response to have. I think that something. the scariest thing, like for you, like when you're having a baby, it's like it doesn't come with an instruction manual. Yeah. I mean, it, there's got it's got to be a little scary, right? Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, okay. Well, I I've never really. I don't think I really ever asked. <laughs> I'm looking that, at Brian probably. like, uh, yeah, duh. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, there's, you know, and that's what I love about your your candidness because there's we're gonna really miss that. I think that um, if more people were honest about it. You know, like people say, oh, it was the biggest miracle of my life. And I love, and you should love that baby like there's no tomorrow. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like we need to be realistic. And mm-hmm. everybody parents differently, and there's no right or wrong. I mean, maybe if you gave well, your there is kid wrong. an AK. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say, maybe if you were giving your kid an AK 47 <laughs> to run around the streets on or letting him run around all night or whatever. But I think the best parenting um, starts early on. I don't know. I, I'm not a child psychologist, but my guess would be you, you've got to start early if you want them to develop good habits. Of course. I'm always amazed at the kids that are more mature than their parents. That's that to me always makes me shake my head. And they exist. They exist. They're a little bit older, maybe 15 or 16, but they act more. They behave more than some of their parents do. My mom says that I'm more mature than her. Does she? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, you are very mature. So the um, before we go to break, I was just. It's one of those things. What would you say? Like I didn't, did you make it? You made a New Year's resolution. I did. Not asking what it is, but yeah, I'm not going to share it. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, thanks, yeah. Well, thanks I, for telling me my cat at New Year's resolution. I'm over here hating. Like I'm probably just hating because I didn't make one. Because I'm like, hey, I'm just going to raise this damn child, all right? Yeah, <laughs> I did make one. Yeah, okay, so we have two and two. So there you go. And Good you luck on make, your New Year's resolution. You didn't make one. You said right? No, because I figured if I did, probably something opposite would be the case. So. <laughs> I was just like taking the easy way out. Same yeah. I mean, there's one New Year's resolution that Wes made for me, but we'll see what happens. All right. It is uh, time for us to take a break. And the sad part is it's our last segment of having Amanda here as a regular panelist. So we'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. ESPN 1700 Big Daddy Radio. Just give us a few and we got to pay for the show. We'll be right back. That's what people say. ESPN 1700 on this blustery, rainy day here in San Diego. I'm Brian Garrity, your host. We have our illustrious panel today, uh, Michael Ellis Banna, our social media director. He does he could help you in your small business and getting out there and really doing a, a media plan and executing the media plan. So he does amazing work there, amazing co-panelists on the program. We have Jordan Ellis joining us with the Garrity Group today. Welcome. Thank you. And of course. And the darling, intelligent, beautiful, smoking Amanda Silver from <laughs> Movement Mortgage, who's today will be the last day for until she comes back as a guest. And that will be a riot when that happens. <laughs> You'll have so many good baby stories by then oh, to sure share. Are you kidding? <laughs> It'll be interesting to hear and see like what we're talking about today and going back on this show versus like 
several months down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. To see like what the real experience. You're going to be an amazing, amazing parent. Both you and Ricky are amazing people. There's no way. I mean, it's that's a in my mind. That's got to be a win-win for that kid. That kid was born into is being born into a great family and a great Mm -hmm. family dynamic. You and Ricky are really amazing people, and we're so excited for you. We really are. Thank you. I'm excited. We and Wes are excited. <laughs> so um, the other thing we were talking about, Bill Cosby, yeah, which gosh. we talked about him last week, so give him any more media time. But I was a little shocked about the court ordering the wife to actually testify at the deposition, yeah. only because... There is in evidence, just to break it down super simple, I'm not dispensing legal advice here, but um, I am going to say that uh, the evidentiary code excludes, uh, it gives you a spousal privilege. So with evidence, there are certain things that are basically exceptions to whatever the rule is. Mm -hmm. And one of the rules is if you're married, and whatever they're questioning you about involves you and your husband. You have a spousal privilege where you don't have to testify one against the other. Hmm. Um, but now this judge is ordered. Now, they're not in a court proceeding, but generally you try to, in a deposition, follow the rules of evidence. It's, it's not quite as hardcore. It's a little bit more loose than if a jury was present or you're in the courtroom. But that's something that I found interesting. He was married to her when she was 19 years old. So they've been married for 50 years plus. Crazy. I mean, I I don't know. What do you guys think? I just think like to do that to that poor woman and then subject her to a deposition, her heart's got to be shattered. Mm-hmm. Rather, I'm, obviously, she, she may have known. I would doubt that she did, but... Can you imagine? I don't. I don't get why the court would allow. I understand on one level, but yet now we're reversing what the spousal privilege should be about, and that extends to depositions. So I, I not quite understanding how the judge gave that ruling. Yeah, um, I was a little shocked to see it, though. I mean, what's your take on it? You have a spousal privilege in place for a reason. So yeah. now they're overturning that, basically saying, no, you will testify. Well, they, they obviously have good reason for wanting her to, to her to to testify or to be in the deposition. I'm actually more curious about what she will say. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It will be really. We'll find out if she knew or not. I Obviously, she's probably going to deny. She's still and she's they're still married, right? right. Yeah, get, yeah. They they get, no, no divorce. Yeah. So they've stayed married through Jello and everything. Remember, you used to be the Jello spokesperson. <laughs> yes, yep. the pudding um, pop commercials, all of those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. The pudding pops. Oh my goodness, it's just a big disappointment, it's a big letdown. Yeah. Actually, not to rabbit trail, but isn't that one of the reasons Phaedra decided not to um, divorce her husband? Is because she didn't want to have to testify against him. I'm not sure. You're not part of the reason. It could be. I was reading something about that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, well, what, oh, why is this an exception? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. To be honest, I don't totally understand. Obviously, I'm not in law, but I don't totally understand why that spousal privilege is even there. Well, um, be, because the and this is just the genesis. It's kind of like a client lawyer privilege. And right. And the genesis behind it is the spousal privilege when you're married to somebody. The general thought is anything that you're going to talk about, you're going to talk about with your spouse. And there needs to have 
it's kind of like with it goes to intimacy. It's not it's not that deep, but just think about the relationships is there and how it could alter relationships, and it's it's just an interesting yeah. and things and and the other thing that can happen is you can have a bitter spouse even though they're still married that decides like I'm gonna take this sucker down, right. and so the they put that spousal privilege in there so that. If she wanted to testify, his lawyers could have made a motion to quash it and saying, we're still married, <clears throat> she's a spouse, no, she's not testifying. Obviously, that w- would did not go over well in court, but so now she's testifying in Philadelphia. I, don't, I just didn't, I don't know, I just felt like, boy, they're making a circus out of Cosby, as well they should, but it's... You know, the guy's 80 years old, for goodness sake, does not excuse any of his behavior by any means. But the, it's hard to pick and choose, like, when someone should be able to and when they shouldn't. And so that was my question, yeah. actually. Like, where, where is the, where is the line? I mean, there's a, it? I mean, it doesn't, I obviously want him to be punished for what he's done. Right. And if Me getting too. his wife to testify is going to get him there, then that's cool. But <laughs> if you do that, that opens up the can of worms for another situation where it's not right. Yeah, and so you just can't. Slope. It's a right. total slippery slope. And I don't think that I think I think that the spousal privilege is important. I do. If you I think it should the, be always enforced. If the spousal privilege gets because if, if she OK, say she goes to the deposition and then it, they don't settle and it goes to court, that judge who's hearing the case my guess, I don't know, based just on my law degree and, and having spent a lot of time in that arena, my guess is they would squash the depo, the deposition. Um, but it's kind of like if you've ever seen, and usually this only happens on TV, not in real life, but people will generally think it does. Like when you see, it does happen sometimes where they will get overruled because they're out of bounds and they'll be like, well, we know you killed your husband, right? On something like that. And the jury's now heard it. And yep. the judge is like, disregard any comments that you heard from that attorney. Right. I, I've never understood that. Me either. Like, how do you... how you can't do you unhear dis- something. Right. No, you've, heard, you've heard it. And it's usually, it's usually a damning type comment. But the spousal privilege, like, I mean, I tell Wes... Everything, literally. I mean, I, I can't even think of something we don't. It would have to be something so trivial and stupid. I couldn't even think about it. But, I mean, I know you're the same way with Ricky. Yeah. Ricky, number mm-hmm. two, and <laughs> uh, Luis. We, I think we all probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I think the spousal privilege getting over, I think that that's just, it's bad business. I yeah. hope that that stays in place. It should. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm saying that more for the greater good of the people. I mean, I think that you rely on your spouse in ways that um, you don't rely on other people. I mean, mm-hmm. your spouse should be your safe haven. So no, now, no. so now we're putting an erector set, I call it, but a wrecking ball through the marriage by having have them testify. It just, it just doesn't feel right to me. No, and that makes sense totally. I just had never had it explained to me. You know, like you said, you see it on TV or whatever, and so like I'd always seen that. I'm like, well, I don't really get it. Now I get it, obviously, but it just had never been explained to me. So Mo- yeah, most sense. of the TV stuff is theatrics. Yeah. When if you're watching like Murder She Wrote, which yeah. I love, oh. That was an innocent one. Uh, <laughs> when you watch How to Get Away with Murder, God, name butcher. 
So how to get away with murder with Viola Davis. I think there's been like one or two trials where they throw out a statement, like Amanda saying you can't unhear something. Right. I hate they, str- they do but that. They strategically put, they, say yeah. something like that so that to sway the I was jury. Just, right. I was just yelling at the TV the other day like with Luis I, because something like that happened. And I was like, why do they even do that? Why is that even a thing? Because they're, they've already said it and now everybody's thinking it. And it's like, what that, they shouldn't have been allowed to say it in the first place. That is so pointless to even overrule it in the first place. Like... So and, ridiculous. Well, what, and then what happens if it and it happens once? Number one, if you're an attorney and you pull that crap in the wrong judge's room, you might find yourself visiting a place you're not very happy with for a couple of days, right. uh, where your clients end up. Trust me, because judges have the authority to throw somebody into the uh, into the can, and then, for lack of a better word, and then um, they also have the authority to levy junctions or, inju- a, a, you know, a fine against people. So imagine your bad behavior costing you twenty five thousand dollars. The more egregious the act, the more egregious is going to be the thing. But like, I love how Amanda says you can't inherit. You right, you can't inherit. Mm-hmm. Once they say. And this jury sitting there, and they tell you, "Well, you were with your husband, and he had a knife. It's exactly the same as the one used in the murder, right? Disregard that from evidence." Well, now all twelve jurors have heard it. Right. All twelve jurors, whether it's right or wrong, now have heard a statement that this person allegedly had a knife or weapon. There can be some really damning statements out of those things. Mm-hmm. There really can be. A lot of that happens on TV. Rarely does it happen in the courtroom. If it happened in the courtroom in real life, the judge would be kicking them straight. To, they, they wouldn't know what hit them by the time they were done. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. What do you think about the spousal privilege? Same. I think that it should be enforced. I mean, that was obviously reasons that it's there. I don't, yeah. I don't know why it was a, this with Camille is it's different. different. I don't either. I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I will. It'll be interesting to see what comes up with it. And Amanda, you were on the same page with us, and then Drew, you felt the same as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's one of those things where. Um, Amanda's going to be having her baby soon, so she won't be with us every week, who we've totally enjoyed. And some of our favorite Amanda moments, and she just makes us laugh, (laughs) and she tells it like it is, which we love, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it just, there's there's been a lot of great things with you being on the show. Hashtag Amanda Pass. Amanda Pass will live on. (laughs) And we definitely are going to want to have you back as a guest, because that will always be fun and a good catch-up. Um, but I mean, really, we all of us feel the same way. I yes, mean, your family, absolutely. we Thanks, love Brian. you, man. <laughs> so I know I have a little bit of a downer about it today, but I am excited that baby's coming, and I know that you know life has paths and turns that happen, and I'm grateful for the amount of time that we were able to have you here. I really am. I it's been something that totally you know warms my heart. I love it. I love I love you being here. I got your personality down. We <laughs> mesh so well. Um, it's funny. I'll tell you, like, Wes always, because Wes would say, like, you don't need to send her a six-page text message. She, <laughs> she gets that you love her. I get it. Because I think you popped in maybe yesterday or the day before. He's like, don't send her six pages back. <laughs> so, anyways, he understands these things. Oh, it's but, so funny because I'll get, like, a long text from Brian, and then I'll, I don't know, I'm usually in the middle of something or something, and then I'll respond with, like, 
a sentence and then Brian's like, are you upset with me? I was like, no, I'm sorry. That's just how I text. I'm <laughs> Brian. <laughs> love you. And then look out here. You come on, on Twitter. I don't know if you're, fr- Twitter, or you're both friends on Twitter, but now Brian's going to start with that. Now more, more room. Yeah, I've been good on the the, on the, Facebook, on, yeah, with the Facebook we've been. I have the um, there's a new housewife franchise starting Beverly for Lips. people. Yeah, Potomac. can you believe it? The Remember, house- I told you I know someone on there. Potomac. Oh, that's where the new housewives of Potomac. I'd be interested. Is that Beverly Hills? No, no, no. That's no, the Beverly Hills. It's um, that's on right now. Who was oh, it that again? That you know, uh, it was the- I'm not allowed to say yet. Oh. She's a, she's gonna be new on new season, I guess. Oh, if that hasn't does that come out Erica already? Erica James, yeah, they have one new on Beverly Hills. Her name's her stage name's Erica Jane, and I think her name's Erica James. She's married to the trial attorney that nope, took on know. PG and E. She's married. The this particular woman is married to an ex NFL player. Oh, interesting. It might that's be, all I'll say. It, that's okay. <laughs> oh, well, heck, you're easy there. I think these, the Potomac people, I think most of those wives are married to an athlete, but you're, you're thinking it's a California-based one? It's definitely California. She lives here. I know her. Oh, okay. So it'd be interesting huh. to see. Yeah. And I know they're filming in New York. Um, there is a big controversy over Bethany Frankel, um, <laughs> which I love her. I think she's smart. I think she understands what reality reality TV is. She doesn't take it too seriously. And so there's a big gangbuster going on because Andy agreed to her salary of a million dollars. And people are saying it's because they're friends and she doesn't bring enough to the show. It's like, I think she brings a lot of wit to that show. I think she's funny and I think she's to the point. Some she's people such may a character. Disagree. How could you not like see what she brings to the show. She and I mean, up. she when she first started filming that show, she had nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, now she got bought out with the lit. I mean, how easy would it have been for us? I know it's harder than what people perceive it to be, but how she <laughs> discovered, and it wasn't even discovered, she just figured out a way to make margaritas low calorie. And then the next thing you know, Skinny Girl was bought, branded, and the next thing you know, Jim Beam or whatever brought him out, $120 million. I mean, that's, talk about a home run. What do you guys think, real quick? Do you think she's being overpaid at a million dollars? And we have to be quick. No. <laughs> I don't know how to gauge that. Oh yeah, because you don't. You know, well, no other housewife's ever made over seven hundred, so she's making a million. <laughs> so they're all up in arms about it. Um, the highest paid housewife, I think, was seven hundred six fifty or something. So now she's going to get a million for the next season. Well, good for her for negotiating a better deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, what I would say that there was negotiation there. Yeah, I don't think it just ha- Andy didn't just say like, "Oh, here's a million dollar check, take it." Yeah. So well, well, and I think. A, she deserves it. I think she's like my all-time favorite out of every one of the shows. I know. Well, I like that's her been a lot. the that's been the Sorry, general like no, pros section when you read an article yeah. about it. That's been all the pros actually. So I think she deserves it. A and B. Um, pretty much all the housewives are friends with Andy, so that's really a moot point because he makes good friends with a lot of those women. Yes, yeah. there are probably a select few crazies that he doesn't, but <laughs> most of them he's good friends with. So it's like I don't think that's why. Yeah, he is. So, anyways, Amanda Silver, we love you. Thank you for your participation on Big Daddy Radio. You have been an amazing panelist, and we will be missing you and giving our listeners updates as to baby and baby coming. And 
Thank you. We love you. We honestly. Love you guys. And everybody here we love, but you guys are coming back, so I have to worry about it. <laughs> All right. Next week will be your thir- Wednesday at 2 o'clock, and we'll see you then. Everybody have a safe time until then, and be careful out in the rain. Love you guys. And you care.